it, he was on some set where the director literally said, we added another character just because we liked your tape and we wanted to include you somehow. And it's like, that's the industry that we're in. There's no job that you'll ever find where it's like, hey, we're looking for a marketing associate. You know what? We just created another job just to give you some money because we liked you. Like that doesn't role. exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in this industry, it does. Anywhere. And that's the crazy thing is like, yeah, it's all you could literally, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like none of it is real. Welcome back everyone to episode number 30 of the Johnny Rogers Show. The date today is Thursday, February 24th. I'm saying that because we are now releasing our episodes on Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Um, so those of you watching that now, because we may start talking about what's happening with Ukraine and Russia. So if, if we touch on something and you're like, no, all of this stuff happened now, that's why. But uh, my guest today is a returning guest, uh, an alumni already from the Johnny Rogers Show. Please welcome Jared Bronstein. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Am I the first returning guest? First returning guest that accepted what? my offer. Yes. Go. Oh, oh I was going to say, man, I was like one of the first guests. So I'm like, it couldn't be, you would have seen that many people that you could have come before me, but still, this is a, this is a, you know, I feel like this is the start of, uh, you know, who's, who's someone that has that relationship with like Kim or Fallon. They're always on like regularly. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like I'm that yeah. guy, whoever that is. I'm that guy. I, I want people to be like, Oh, I've been on the Johnny Rogers show like seven times. You know what I mean? Like it's a, like, it's a number. Like I want to be your Joey. You know what I mean? You <laughs> could be Joe. I'll be Joey. I'll just yeah, light yeah, up a yeah. joint. What's up? Cock sniffers. <laughs> but in our own caring way, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. In course, our own Canadian way, I should say. Hey there, bud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey there, cocksucker. <laughs> you still do the same, like, it's like Joey same words. make him Canadian. <laughs> yeah, 100%. You know, today's all about you and light up a joint and, you know, scratch your balls and give it a sniff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I know you chose Perseverance for your, uh, mm-hmm. your episode title today, uh, mainly about acting, but do we want to touch on, I, I feel like we should touch on at least what's happening right now. Um, as of as of today because it's just 100 percent. yeah no definitely big elephant in the in the room for sure which i i will tell you right off the bat like i'm not too educated on it so if i say something that someone's watching (laughs) yeah like i'm not you know i've been on twitter all day that's yeah you know that's the form of my my education on it um but yeah it it more or less seems like putin was kind of just like fuck it it's time to start war i don't really care about the sanctions and that was that yeah, which doesn't really send a strong message to everyone else who's looking to just snatch territory. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. China's China's looking back. At, China's looking back now and sitting and looking at Taiwan. Like, no, well, maybe we can. Dude, I read there's like they had like some aircraft fly through their yeah through Taiwan and like they were like, well, hold on a second. Like, what's the other thing that I was losing it over? Um, well, losing it because it was hilarious was uh, The weekend just had the worst <laughs> timing ever <laughs> on Twitter. I saw that. It was, it was the uh, one, yeah. I got to pull this up. Like, so, um, yeah, let me share a screen here once I get it. I don't know what this exactly is... it was, but it was like, yeah, like Russia invades Ukraine, and then The, the weekend was like, let's go. That, let's, <laughs> that's what it was. Awful, man. 
It was awful. <laughs> awful time. Oh, my God. In between two tweets from CBS News of being like, NATO says Russia has begun attacking Ukraine moments after Vladimir Putin announced that he had decided to conduct a special military operation. The weekend's like, let's go. Just fired up about it. I can't wait. Just, just immediately turned on his PS4 and started playing Call of Duty. Like, uh, bad, bad timing. Oh, boy. Bad times, for sure. It's just weird. It's weird times, too, because this is going to be one of the first, like, if it does, I mean, I hope not, but, like, if it, if it go, go, goes any further, it's going to be one of the first times that we have, like, social media during, like, a major, major crisis, you know? Yeah. Um, like, that's... Yeah, because I feel like even, you know, like, even going back, like, not even talking about World War One, World War Two, even, like, 9-11, there was no you know, social media app where people were sharing things in real time. You just saw it, you know, CNN had that recurring video. Fox had that video. That's kind of all you saw, right? It, like now, when there's any kind of crisis or war of any kind, you see it like immediately oh, on yeah. Twitter, which, you know, there's wow. two sides of it. Yeah. There's the side of like, you see it firsthand for what's happening. But then there's the other side of like, you know, people manipulating certain things to make it seem like it's some. So that's also the very scary yeah, part, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was the thing, like, at the beginning was so many people were saying, like, oh, they're just, the U.S. is just, like, fear-mongering, and, like, they're saying that uh, Russia's going to invade, but they're not actually going to do it, and they're just putting these sanctions on as a warning, and then, like, they did end up doing it, so it was, like, who, who, the, that's the problem, is when you have such a divided, like, consciousness in, in the yeah. West right now it makes it almost impossible to make decisions because no matter what you do, the other half is immediately going to hate that decision. hundred percent. And it's like, there's division in the, yeah, there's already division, especially now in let's say the States when it's like, not like now's the time where we got to just all be American in our case, I'll be Canadian or, you know, all be American and Canadians together, whatever's going on. Yeah, like, like, I'll be half Canadian, half American. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like there's no, there's no time now to debate, you know, like vaccines and mandates, like, this other country is pretty much threatening nuclear war. Yeah, you got to push that to the side. Like, like now we're all the same, and we are all on the same team, regardless of what you believe right now. Like needs to help the Ukrainians too. Like that's yeah. insane. I couldn't imagine just like all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, here dude, comes bomb, literally just bombs going off. Like that's literally heartbreaking. Absolutely not like a slow. It was literally they're at the border, and I read that. Uh, is it Kiev? Is that one of the cap? Yeah. Is that the capital? Apparently they just blocked the border there. Like they were trying to escape. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think most of them are escaping through to Poland or something now. Yeah, I was reading like Poland, Hungary, I think Romania, like all the the neighboring countries, bordering countries have been like, come, like if you can get here as quick as you can. Like the NATO allies, obviously. Um, But And I read that Russia already took over Chernobyl. Like they fully now have control of it completely. And it's like, why do they want all that nuclear waste? What are they going to do with that? Thursday, February 24th, 6.25 p.m. <laughs> yeah, hey, shit's been changing all day, so I don't want to, you know. Yeah, it, it um, changes by the second, so I'm just, like, letting people listening But know. even, like, with the SWIFT Act, which I don't even fully understand that, it was, like, the banking, and I was reading that apparently, again, this is what I'm reading off Twitter, so I, don't, like, I haven't really <laughs> looked too much into it. But apparently, nine six five told me. <laughs> yeah, exactly, MAGA fan, 2828. Um, they were saying that, like the SWIFT Act is, it's like all the international currencies are a part of this. So it's like they could trade currencies and they're pretty much cutting Russia off. But I was reading like Italy, Hungary, 
Cyprus and one other country were against it. They were against like cutting Russia off from the SWIFT banking agreement. Yeah. And people were like, you're just making matters. Like, why would you, oh, Germany. You're just like antagonizing them basically. Germany, yeah. So they're yeah, just like, yeah. why would you continue to allow them to have funds? Like just let's all agree to cut them off and they'll have mm-hmm. no funds. They can't exchange any currency with us. And it was Germany, Hungary, Italy, and Cyprus. We're all like, no, let them like let them yeah. keep kind of it. Now, again, I could be wrong. I might be speaking out of ignorance. This is what I read on sure. Twitter. So I, I don't get all my news from, I usually, fact check and really look into it but this was i was at work comments and they will yeah (laughs) i was at work and i was kind of just like trying to understand what was because again it all happened so quick so i'm like what what's the swift act like what why are these countries against it there's dude there's also clips of biden like talking about it he's like laughing like he's not laughing but it's like almost how i'm talking now but it's like the difference is i'm not the president of the fucking states like if i talk about it you know yeah 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 we're just no, like, I'm, I, look, we're, we're kind of adding a bit of a uh, smile to the, what we're saying is like God, it's uncomfortable. this is like yeah it's uncomfortable it's a na- it's, it's a natural like reaction to like yeah it's like a, it's like a self-defense mechanism right yeah, yeah. it's like a uh, right this is right there yeah, yeah. you know but yeah. like with Biden, it's like you got to be mm-hmm. as the president like you got to be stoic like this is our country this is he's you know we're not gonna let the russians you know it's like what? Gonna, Why are you smirking? We're not gonna let Putin come in here. And <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, around the potatoes and the, so, and then also with CNN, man, do you see the clip of the the Ukrainian sirens are going off, and then it just cuts? Have you seen that? No. Oh my god, dude! It's literally it's CNN, and it literally says Ukraine Ukraine. Oh, in well, sends off like. alarms for bomb warnings. It's like wow, wow, wow. Only tomorrow at Applebee's can you get this great deal. And it shows someone like pouring a beer and some cowboy like dancing for the oh Applebee's commercial. God. And people are just all over Twitter like, this has to be the absolute worst timing of all time. That's, that's ridiculous. Like it just, oh, hold on. You good? Yeah, I'm just trying to tell my parents oh, to keep it down because they love they love to yell here, so uh, I don't know if you. Okay. I don't know if you're hearing that at all, but they're on their no, phone. Like they like talk on the phone on speakerphone, and it's like, <laughs> you know, I I don't knock living with your parents. If you got to look, I'm twenty. I'm almost twenty eight. On speakerphone, you know that's what I mean. It's like I live with your parents as long as you can. Save your money. I don't want to live with my fucking parents. Okay, it's no. not about being twenty eight. It's not about I'm embarrassed. I don't give a shit about that. It's as a fucking entertainer. Got auditions. I got YouTube videos, and just while you're in the middle of, a, of a, an audition, just to hear, "Yeah, well, that's what I was saying yesterday." It's like, <laughs> "Mom," <laughs> like I literally feel like someone in high school. Like it's, it's, it's ridiculous. So yeah, yeah, yeah. gotta get that number one rule, bro. Yeah, I live in Toronto though. Like, how am I gonna find somewhere less, else? You know, I really I need to at this rate. Fuck. <laughs> if you got a car, dude, just pick a, pick a different city. Man, I just live out of my car at this rate, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, Honestly, like you like, can do shit from home and then just like find a way to transport yourself to the shoot or wherever like the second follow-up yeah. audition is. It goes to what the subject for today's episode is, persistence. Persistence? Yeah. No, perseverance. Jesus. Perseverance. Same thing. <laughs> right? Same thing. More or less right? the same yeah. thing. Same idea. is persistence. Same idea. Yeah. yeah. The word is perseverance though for the episode. Um, yes. But yeah, with acting, like you it really trains you to like be able to problem solve like it it just it really really helps with that like because 
the shit that you have to do sometimes to like organize your schedule or like yeah. work around whatever is happening in your household while you're trying to record those auditions it's just <laughs> fuck yeah dude i'll give you a prime example um i got an audition i think earlier today and it's it's a short one it's only like two lines or so very very short i'm gonna do it after our podcast um and that was through my agent I also got a student film audition because I'm trying to do more student films just to kind of get the experience, be in front of the camera. It's ignorant before where I was like, I went to school. I don't have to do free stuff. No, if you're an actor, you always want to be acting free or not. As a comic, you know, you don't only do paid stand-up gigs. You go to open mics. You just do it yeah. to work on your material, right? Yeah. So that, that's part of the conversation we could have is just having that persistence of just doing it for the reason you want to do it, not for the money. Um, but yeah, so I have, you know, I have, I have a, a student film audition, which is like two or three pages that I haven't memorized yet. It's due tomorrow morning. I got two liners from my, my agent. I have a commercial audition, all that I have to do. And it's like, oh, why didn't you do it before the podcast? It's 6.30 right now. I was at work from nine to five. So it's like, while I'm at work doing my job, I'm going over the lines to try to get them down while I'm supposed to be doing my job. So I'm trying not to, you know, get myself <laughs> yeah, in trouble yeah, for yeah. not doing my job while pursuing my career. Obviously, I want to do this aside from just catching up with you and chatting, you know, this is fun. but it's also, again, for a career move for people to see what's going on in my life because I'm not that active on social media anymore. I'd prefer something like this where it's like a long-formed, uh, not so much condensed, but like everything in one place than randomly posting yeah. stuff on my story. And, you know, I try to stay active yeah, on social yeah. media. I but felt that too. I, I just realized like, you know, we got friends that are influencers and, and they're doing great. It's just not for me. I can't do it. It's not the lifestyle that I want and I don't care enough to like... It's just not who I am. I don't want to say manufacture a version of me that I'm not, but it's like, I, I tried to be an influencer and I tried to do that like lifestyle of always posting and what I'm doing, but I'm like this, like, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing it to pursue like this yeah, idea. Yeah, I'm using it as like promotion. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, that's not really who I am. And I'm like, I think people that follow me and support me don't want a manufacturer, like they want to just see me as, as a person, not as a manufactured yeah, 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 yeah. version, right? And I felt like the whole influencer thing was very manufactured for me. Now, there are people that it just, that's just who they are and they just make it work. And it's business, but it's also, they're authentic to who they are. It just wasn't me. Like I even looked at pictures of me, you know, the topless photos of me on Instagram. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I'm an actor. Like, what do I, why am I posting this? Who's this for? You yeah. know? So yeah. like, it's that's so why like a lot of my posts, literally, and it's, it's truthfully, it's when I was single, you know, now I have a girlfriend, like, I don't need that shit out there. Yeah, I don't yeah. care. Like, I don't need yeah, people exactly. seeing that light. I put that shit on my OnlyFans. You know what I mean? I'm going to charge for it if I'm going to post it. Um, but I've been trying to make a point to post more acting stuff. And I haven't posted on my account since like no November. Um, and I've had content from like a short film I did in January that I've been meaning to post. It just doesn't take precedent. Like for me, this is more important. You know, for me, making YouTube videos is more important. <sighs> and it's like, yeah, how long does it take to post a quick video <laughs> or a photo on Instagram? Not that long. But it's one of those things that it's like, oh, okay, fuck, I'll do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes and, you know, right now I'm focused on this and my auditions. So I'll post on Instagram tomorrow. Then tomorrow's going to come and I'll have other shit that I got to do. It's yeah, just like yeah, a lot yeah, of priority yeah. for me. And that's not to say that it's not important, but I'm starting to realize social media isn't everything. Before I was very much so in this mentality of like, if you want to be an actor, you got to have a big social media following, you'll get more auditions. People will like you because you're social media famous. None of that matters, man. Yeah, like, no. You get the role, then you're social media famous. And then who cares? Like, yeah, the number, not... thing is, the number thing is an obsession of our, like, our um, age group, especially uh, because we came up 
early like we were in like a developmental yeah, phase when these like social media apps started taking off right so like the we have an obsession with that number count like oh there's yeah. gonna be this many likes or this many followers or else i can't get this opportunity this is another thing to blame your 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 problems on right but it's like and sorry go ahead i just feel like though it's different for younger generations because i feel like for us you know five years ago like ten thousand followers were that was a lot of people that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was like, oh, wow, you got, you're like an influencer. You got 10,000 followers. Now it's like, you know, I have almost 18,000 followers and they've been going down because I don't post shit. But it's like, people are like, oh, I'm like, that's a lot of people. No, yeah. Like now, like 100,000 is like a lot. You know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you really think about like even a thousand people, if you try to visualize a thousand people, that's a lot of fucking people. I can't, it's hard to visualize. Like That's you, what I mean, right? I, you always go to like stadiums. Like what does a stadium hold? You know, like 20,000 or something like that's- You know a, how many people that is? That's a lot of fucking it's people. It's crazy. A sold out stadium. That's the amount that follows you on Instagram. Like, like if every single one of them like just showed up to a spot that you were like, hey, let's meet here. It would be a stadium. You'd need to It'd be like the ACC. Stadium. Yeah. And then you'd have like to turn to that guy and be like, are you sure this isn't a lot of fucking people? Because <laughs> all of these people have one interest, me. <laughs> right? And it's, it's. I think, I think, Crazy. The, not newer generations, but I think over the years, we've almost become like desensitized to these numbers yeah. because we don't realize, like. Because there's so many of them. Like, you, so you open yeah. up TikTok and, and everything has like 6 million likes and 20 million views on it. And so numbers are just like- In comparison. The same, the same thing with money. The same thing is happening with money. I remember when a million dollars was like a lot of money. And yep. obviously like there's inflation and whatnot, but I'm saying like there's a trend with, with numbers where we're looking at like yeah. a trillion dollars now. That's a lot of money. Like, whereas before- or like a billion. Was like it might as well have been made up. Like, you know what I mean? No, literally. Yeah, no, there were like there were numbers that didn't exist, and like now, it, like the top one percent needs that to be in the top one percent. Like it doesn't, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, oh. like not that long ago, a million dollars you could live off of. Now, yeah, you could live off a million dollars, but it's like depends where you live. Like, if you want to live in Toronto and buy a house, definitely not. Yeah, you could rent the rest of your life, but a property <laughs> in itself is going to cost you a million. Like, it's it's yeah, yeah. As, as stupid as that sounds. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm sure you could live in like, you know, a city in like Iowa or like, a, a, you know, a state that isn't like a, a major hub like LA or New York for your Chicago. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, especially as entertainers, as, you know, comedians, actors, entertainers in general, YouTubers, rappers, whatever it is that we do over the years, doesn't matter. Like, you're not going to make it in Wyoming. I hate to say it unless you're friends <laughs> with Kanye. Like, unless you go to his ranch, like, you know, to his ranch every weekend. Yeah. It's like, they know it's like, you got to go to LA, Toronto, New York, maybe Vancouver. And it's like, everyone wants to be there. So supply and demand, you know, people are going to buy it. We'll just keep charging more until they stop buying it. And on top of that, it's like, you have the creatives, but then you just have like, you know, the startups, the everyday businessmen who want to be with a big population. Like this is where the money is. So they just keep pouring more money into it. Mm -hmm. And people that have money keep buying it. And it just, it's like a vicious cycle of either, you know, you keep up or you get left behind. Like that's, you know. Yeah, it's it's really like, and 
those major hubs they don't just like price you out on the real estate market they also like gentrify everything, everything. like a, a cup of coffee costs more mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it's, yeah it's man little things like that it's like there's a I tax mean, a tax for being in the in the city literally a tax yeah like there's literally the tax on yeah. top of the rise yeah. in prices of everything uh even my insurance man i pay like you know i, I decent amount for insurance. I've been driving what, like 11, 12 years now, since I was 16, my 16th birthday, I got a license. Um, never had a ticket in my life. And I tell people what I'm paying. They're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, it's because I live here like in North York. And they're like, oh, that's why I'm like, Jeez. but how does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. You're like, how is that fine? Like, why sure. I live in a, sure. I live in an area with a lot of accidents, but given that I've driven here for 12 years without an accident, maybe that tells you something like, obviously I'm not the problem here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so definitely, yeah, it's, it's definitely just pricey. It's more than just the living. It's everything. It's like the gym memberships, the, the food, the anything yeah. and everything to it do anything. It so and it's because they know certain... people are going to pay it depending on how badly they want it. Right. And it's a certain type of people that they want to stay. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's what they're oh, hoping for, sure. for by doing that. I don't know who they is or if it's just a result of a multiple, a multitude of actions, like out of greed because they want more wealth you know what i'm saying like i don't i don't think this is like a grand plan i think it's just a result no. of people wanting to make more money like for sure yeah and just going and where the action is right knowing they can yeah too, and, right? and it's just like knowing you know like there, I, a lot of people that we know are from like calgary and it's like oh i'm an actor but i'm from calgary why did you move from calgary because they film a lot in toronto and vancouver so it's a lot of those you know, like the TSX, like the stock market, like the Canadian one is like the Toronto stock market is like the big one. It's in Toronto. You know, I've always kind of said like Toronto is the New York of Canada and Vancouver is the LA. Like aside from the East Coast, West Coast, just in general, it seems it's got that vibe where I've never been out to Ottawa Vancouver. Like Chicago lately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it, it's true, man. It's like yeah, we kind yeah. of emulate the States a lot. Um, like I, I went to Banff and I went to Calgary from Detroit work and like been a better one. in 2016, <laughs> I guess that's Windsor is more like Detroit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, you know, like growing up in Toronto, obviously, you know, I, I've spent years in Toronto and in, in the States kind of back and forth, Philly, Toronto. And obviously there's like stark differences, but going to like Midwest Canada, like Calgary and, and Banff, like that was Canada. You yeah. know what I mean? Coming back to Toronto, I'm like, okay. Like we're like, we're like Camerica. We're like a mix Come of the two. We're not Canada. You know what I mean? We're no, not no, like, no. this isn't, you don't come to Toronto and be like, oh, I experienced Canada. Like this is not, it's become so Americanized, man. Like Young and Dundas Square to me is like Times Square. They have the big screens. Yeah. They got the big open concept, exactly whatever's what going want. on there. Right. So it, it's like even little things like that, that I'm like, this is so, it's so Americanized. Like it's, you know, we got the subway station where people just, piss and shit all over the place now it's very it's new york nasty, <laughs> i do not miss any of that so yeah it's just Those it's very americanized stuff. very very expensive uh yeah but going back to perseverance yeah, you make yeah, it work yeah. somehow you know if you got to live with your parents you do it <laughs> that's how you, like are you considering at any point like going because you want to be an actor so are you considering yeah. like going down to la full-time at all 
I definitely, I've, I've thought about it a lot. Um, prior to the whole pandemic, which I, I don't know if we talked about this. I'm sure we did in the first podcast. I went to LA, as you know, when I was working with you at, at uh, the studios there. Uh, went for like three weeks for pilot season. I was a non-union actor, just being half American. My agent was like, go. So yeah. I did it. It was a cool experience. Didn't get any work, had a few auditions. And then I came back and it was a pandemic, obviously. But when I was there, I really enjoyed just the lifestyle thing. It just, it's, it's, it's different. And I'm sure it's different now, Feels obviously right. two years. And like, yeah, like literally just, I was surrounded by actors. I was going to these parties, meeting people that I had no business meeting. You know, they're like, oh, who are you? And I'm like, hey, I'm Jared from Canada. Who are you? Oh, I'm this producer. I'm this, I'm that. And I'm thinking like, I'm so out of place here, but no, like nobody knows. Like in LA, nobody knows who you are. So nobody's like, oh, yeah. you don't belong here. They're like, oh, people you're from Canada. That's great. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. People are actually psyched when you tell them that you're from Canada. It's like, a, yeah. it's such an interesting reaction. They're like, oh, that's so cool. They're like, oh, great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How's the industry down there? Like people up there. And don't get me wrong. There were a few people there that were like, you know, jaded or like, yo, I'm, you know, sure. I'm a celebrity, whatever. But like this mentality of like people in LA are so jaded and like no one's friendly. I want to say like 99% of the people I met I still follow them on Instagram. Like, you know, we talk, they were very friendly people. And it just, like you said, it just felt right. Like, I just felt like this is it. Like Toronto feels almost very like showy and like businessy, like Bay street, mm -hmm. which is like our wall street, I guess, for your American yeah. viewers or people that don't know Bay street. It just seems like very suit, very like, you know, I got to go out downtown to King street and show much how money I have. And it's like, yes, LA has that side of it too. But it just seems like there are, I guess, are so many struggling artists and actors in LA that everyone gets it. And like even people that are successful, quote unquote, like people that have hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram, they're verified. They don't have that mentality of like, oh, I'm verified, don't talk. Like nobody cares. They're just like, we were all, we're all here for the same reason. Yeah. Uh, so everyone kind of respects each other for that, I felt. Now again, Maybe I just hang out with the wrong crowds in Toronto. I don't know. <laughs> but from the people I met in LA, it's like, it's not what I thought it would be. It was very welcoming. And to answer your question, because I kind of went on a tangent there, but to answer your question about moving there full time, I've kind of told myself before I'm 30, maybe I'll do it. Um, when I was there for a few weeks, I was thinking like, you know what, maybe what I'll do is I'll stay at home and I'll just rent, like I'll sublet a place for six months in LA, you know, for the winters, like from October till April kind of do the winters there and then come back here for the for the summer and for the jewish holidays you know the high yeah, holy yeah, holidays passovers in april and then you know yom kippur rosh hashanah the new year september yeah. october-ish and then back to la for the winter so i'm like it's perfect i spend the summers here winters in la get the warm weather jewish holidays you know gotta make mommy happy here so it's uh <laughs> yeah you know so and again i could act in both countries right because i have that dual citizenship and then obviously the pandemic happened and I've had friends be like, why don't you just go to LA? Like you got nothing to lose. Just do it. And I'm like, it's not, it's not what it, like, it's not what it used to be. You don't physically have to be there anymore. There's no casting directors that are like, I'll only see you if you come into the room. They don't want to see you. When I was there for pilot season before the pandemic was even a thought, obviously it was in China and people were like nervous, but it wasn't in California. No one cared. It wasn't mm -hmm. coming here. It was just like anything else where we're like, oh, it's their problem. We're not going to worry about it. We didn't think it would lead to a worldwide pandemic for fucking two and a half years. Yeah. Um, I wasn't being brought in, had nothing to do with COVID. Just had to do with like my agent being like, here's Jared, a Canadian actor and casting directors be like, yeah, send the tape. We're not like, we're not wasting our time driving down to the, now they didn't say this, but it's like, you know, in Toronto, I would always go into the room for auditions in LA. Yeah. Like, unless your agent could really sell you and be like, he's in this, he's in this, he's in this. You know, you're going to be seen for roles. They're like, we don't need to see you in person. Just send us a tape. And if we like you, we'll call you. 
Yeah. And that's all I got, you know? Now with the pandemic, it's even more like, hey, let's I do it over Zoom. The the thing with like living there though, in my in my opinion, um, would be to like put yourself in that mentality first of all but also be available for when like they need something last second because yeah like if you say you're living in la like because most stuff shoots there so say you're living there and then they send a tape out but they're like or you're like they're like send a tape they send it and they're like great can you be here in 24 hours like that's pretty hard to like book a plane fight yeah i mean and that's something that i've thought about is like just tell my agent like send me out for stuff in LA. And if they want to see me, I'll fly out. I'll just put it on my credit card. Like I'll just, you know, yeah, and yeah, by no means like, do I, I have any money. Like I'm, I'm still in, I'm still in debt. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm in school debt. Like I'm not in a position where it's like, yeah, daddy, daddy's credit card. But I'm it's, fine. Like it's, I'm, it's a, it's a good investment to take a shot on, especially if they're calling that's you it. for a job. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Like I, I literally went to LA. You could write on credit expense for that job. That you know? too. Right off yeah. everything. But I went like on credit thinking I'll come back, I'll work full time. And then I came back and everything shut down. So it really fucked me. But I, by no means am I, you know, not once have I said I regret it. I was like, it was a great experience. I learned a lot. It was, it was just total investment of like, I know what life is like out there. So next time I go out there, I'll be more prepared. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. Um, Honestly, that's, that's, that's the best thing too, is just going there to like kind of scope out the area the first time. Yeah, man. See if you like it. And then yeah. back, you like at least have a better idea of like where shit is. For I'm sure, so and to be able to go that one time, I was like, "This is yeah." So you could just see it. That. Yeah, just I just wanted to be there, just see it. Because you know, it's not what it looks like on TV. No, no, it's not like keeping up with the Kardashians. You know no, what no. I mean? There's a lot that yeah, goes on there that people don't film or talk about. Like it's a very weird city. It's a very Did you weird. Want my, uh, Church of Scientology, like we're right on the <laughs> no. right in Hollywood. I'm on the it's crazy, dude. Like it's just people outside. Massive blue... No, there's nobody outside, but it's just this massive like blue church. Have you seen the photos? I don't think so. I gotta look this but, up. But yeah, man, like the street performers, people trying to sell you their tapes on the on the like on Hollywood Boulevard. Everyone's <laughs> dressed up as Spider Man, Margot or or Harley Quinn. Um obviously you got the walk of fame, you got all these tourists, people taking pictures. Like it's just such a interesting place oh wow how insane looking is this it was huge like you could see it everywhere you went downtown you could look and you could see it like it was that it was that prominent right there yeah craziest photo jeez how much was that thing like Like, how much money do they have that's all right like who's money you're looking at literally possible one through three right there It is now. Um, but yeah, no, it's just an interesting place. Um, also, you know, not to knock LA, but like it's dirty. Just overpopulated. It's like New York. There's of, just shit everywhere. Yeah. And I just to clarify, I'm not saying it's dirty because of homeless people. That's not what I'm implying by any means. <laughs> just like stuff everywhere. Like literally there's trash everywhere. You're there's putting that on the side. That, like really clippable. Just clip it. Just clip it <laughs> yeah. and then put it on Instagram. All like, those viral. dogs, right? Uh, oh, right yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah, too many women. <laughs> All the Jews in there. <laughs> yeah. You said it. I could, I could say it. I'm Jewish. I could say it. it. Um, so no, but it's like I remember. Yeah, like even getting off highways. Yeah, a lot of homelessness. But like you would just see like tents, old tents, broken tents. People probably don't even live in there anymore. Um, just yeah, yeah just stuff everywhere. Wild. You know, so it's like. 20,000 homeless or 60,000 or something. 60,000 yeah. homeless. It's crazy. Just in the city of uh, LA. LA. 
Yeah, yeah probably. No, it's it's like insane. And then the population of my hometown. And then it got magnified with pandemic of like can't work, but we're still gonna charge you for everything. And people oh. being like, "How does that make sense? What do you mean? Yeah, like, where am I supposed to? When I can't? Yeah, like, I, what are you talking about? Right? Yeah, yeah. So that added insult to injury. I'm sure it's much worse now. Um, and then you know there was the whole like exodus where everyone just left LA well, or California in general. Taxes too, right? Like they said, the taxes are ridiculous. A lot like, of factors though. People just yeah, crazy. people didn't like uh, Governor Newsom. Is that his name? Gavin yeah, Newsom. Newsom. Gavin Newsom. People don't like him um yeah a lot of factors so then that's another thing that i'm like is hollywood ever going to return to what it was like it will yeah you know it's still hollywood yeah but but i mean yeah that's the thing though also living there is like because again they're very you know obviously ontario is pretty bad with the lockdowns but california isn't too far back like you know they're very strict on the mandates and stuff that you know i think is it worth it at least right now moving out there to still deal with like before the pandemic, it's like, you know, go to a, a theater show or go to acting class, meet people, do this, do that. Now, I don't know what the dynamic is of like, mm-hmm. is it still people go to acting class and everyone's friends and you kind of mingle and, and or is it you kind of keep your distance because you don't know people and it's a more, yeah you know, like, is it, does it still have that social, like schmoozing side to it that LA was known for given how everything's changed now? That's another thing that I'm like, there's no reason to rush there because I don't think people are to the point of like rushing back out yeah, yeah like hey yeah. come to my theater show hey there was a director in the audience that liked you like our directors going yeah. to theater shows probably not because they're like ah i'm gonna wait a little too, but stand up like i want to get back into doing stand-up shows and i and i've been seeing like that they've uh like the ottawa comedy community has been doing yeah. shows, right like i'm like oh cool they're doing shows again but i'm just wondering i'm like what's the what's the capacity what's the audience going to be at like any that's of the thing right right now like, is it like 50 percent if it's just a bar show, it's like what, what, what do I what people? Do you expect? You know what I mean? Yeah. Not that. Not to say that that's not like I've done a show in front of two people and it's. Still I was gonna say one able... person is, is better than none. Yeah, but at the yeah, same yeah. time, just getting to do it is great, right? But like. Yeah, of course. You're just like, what? What are the rules? When is it gonna go back to? Like, and that's the thing, right? No, when is it gonna go back to the point where like everyone has accepted the normal they're like all right cool we're all on the same page again about yeah just this at least yeah and let's that's keep that's part of it Kanye too. and kim but like let's at least get on the same page about this shit <laughs> yeah literally though Probably and that's the thing is like it doesn't matter <laughs> it's like i don't know if, i mean some people i want to just... fighting like 19 like like about just stupid shit again right like not civil war level stuff (laughs) so i don't know man that's that's part of it too is like you know right place right time but it's like is there really a right place given our current like are people really going anywhere to be in the right place that's why i'm like i'm not rushing out there because it's like let things kind of not only not only there but like even for me like let me get my shit together like you know i i work in as a dj and an mc I barely worked any events since like early December. Like I'm just now starting to get booked for events again. So I'm like, let me get my shit together where I can pay off everything and have a good amount of money put away, like a you know an emergency fund. While that happens, hopefully things in LA or California and the world kind of heal and get a little bit more normal. And then like maybe in a year from now, which again, it's easier to say a year from now because it's a year from now, a lot could change. But I don't know, a part of me is kind of just like, I've always had the mentality of like just, build the brand here in Canada where it's like easier, quote unquote. I've been here most of my life. I'm being seen by a lot of casting directors regularly who know me. 
So at least they trust me to bring me in for a lot of, of roles. And I'm like, let me build a bit of a name here, a bit of a resume, a bit of a reel, and then kind of go off to, to LA and, and at yeah. least I'm not, you know, an inexperienced Canadian actor. At least I'm one of the, the best Canadian actors in LA out of all, you know? So that's yeah, kind of yeah, part yeah. of it, I see part of my saying. mentality. Build that, build that like legacy here too. And you could also yeah. give it like, um, I also sometimes like to look at decisions from a point of like a history narrative. Like if you look at how small and how early in development a country like Canada is, let alone its entertainment system, it's still in its early stages. If in if in a hundred years you were to go back and write the history of Canadian entertainment from the beginning, somewhere in that beginning part of the history could be like, and then actor Jared Bronstein established a reputable name for Canadian actors because of yeah. his role in this, and then he went on to do blah blah blah. So like you could totally like build that for yourself like in Canada. It's just like having for sure. Confidence I mean, to see it through. Jim Carrey, Mike Myers, like yeah. they're, you know, both Canadian icons that, you know, not to say they started out here, but, you know, Jim Carrey started out at Yuck Yucks, didn't he? Like, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure. You know, it's a local Toronto Yuck comedy yeah, club. Yeah. Like, when he was super young, I think he was like 16 or something crazy like that. You pulling it up? <laughs> Fuck. You're chopping yeah. out on me here. Oh, no. Oh, it's telling me my Just a little slow. Are we good now? I can hear you. Yeah, you can hear me? Anyway, we think we're good. It told me my internet connection was on. I can hear you. It was just a little choppy. Okay. Sorry about that, podcast listeners. Some brief connection issues, but we're back at it. We persevered. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Didn't give up. Um, but yeah, so, so for sure. Uh, and also, you know, look, I won't lie, man. I don't know. I don't know what I could say here. So maybe I'll just tell you afterwards, but I've had, uh, I've had opportunities because Netflix built a studio here and opportunities come in here for filming stuff. So I had an audition for a, uh, I'll say a Netflix project about a month ago uh, with it's, it's an untitled project with a very big actor, very big, like a big named actor. And uh, no, uh, is, he dead? is he dead? <laughs> he just died, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> um, I hope it's not with him then. God forbid. <laughs> um, but I did the audition and I was like, I felt okay about it. And I was like, yeah, I got coaching, whatever. Then like three weeks later, a month later, I got another audition for a different role of the same show. So my coach was like, that means that you booked the room. It means they saw your tape. Maybe they didn't like you for that role, but they liked you enough to bring you back for another role, which is a, a great sign. So I just did that audition like about two weeks ago. It's shooting, I think, like April till August. So it's different, you know, months over the course of uh, the next few months that it's filming. But it's with like a, a big named actor and it's a Netflix production. It's a U.S. production. So even being in Canada, they're casting it in Toronto. So it's like, it's not like you physically have to be in L.A. to get the opportunity. Yeah, you know, yeah. this is a role that it's like, I get this. Who knows what it leads to, right? It's like, it's 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 not like it used to be, especially with, self tapes now and zoom and being able to do it like this virtually you don't need that you don't need to be there um as much as you used to back in the day so i think that's also a big part of it um i've just been getting a lot of opportunity here to audition so i've been taking that by the reins and and, and really just kind of going all in on it and and realizing like you know if i want it to be my career i have to treat it like it's my career you know coming right out of school school you know 
raring to go. I'm excited. I'm like, I'm going to make a million dollars acting. And then you kind of like deal with the realities of life. You know what I mean? You, you, you know, you want to move out or you want to pay off your school loans, this and that. So you get the odd job here and there. It's working at Starbucks. Then I started doing promo work. Then I started doing uh, DJ entertainment and emceeing. And then I started working for the YouTube channels. And it's like, it kind of, I don't want to say distracts you, but it's like when you're not getting auditions every single day, you're not able to book work to make money. You, you focus on other things to make money. Now I'm almost 28 and I'm like, shit. Like I graduated college, like, I don't know, uh, 2015. So eight years ago, is that right? Nine years, seven. Math isn't good. Uh, I don't know how I graduated oh, college. About seven years ago. Ten years ago. And I'm like thinking like, I'm not acting full time. Like, what am I doing? And then I realized like, I've been so, okay, my dog's probably going to keep barking now because, you know, dinner time <laughs> is what he I, fucking I does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, great. Um, it, you get very caught up in the short term of like, I'm going to speak for myself, but of like, you know, I got to pay off my debts. I got to do this, you know, along the way I'll get auditions and I'll, and I'll, you know, act, but it's like, I got to work on things to pay off my stuff first. And now at 28, I'm realizing like, no, like you want to be an, I mean, I'm not, not that I want to be, I am an actor and I've realized like, it's literally as crazy as it sounds. So like one audition changes everything. And that doesn't mean I'm a, I'm a movie star, but it's like, even if I book a role, like a recurring role or a lead role on a show and I'm, you know, I can make like, let's say 25, 30 grand in three or four months compared to like, you know, making a couple thousand bucks every two weeks, yeah. working, you know, 40 hour weeks, whatever it is. It's like, that's kind of the step you got to take of like, just suffer a little bit. And it might be longer than you want to, but by just working here and there to just get by, it's not, you're never, ever, ever going to get ahead. So you may as well put yourself in a bit more of a hole, go all in your career, because when it does pay off, you'll get way further ahead. You, you truly, in that kind of setting, you have to like quadruple your efforts, basically. Like you have like, to spend every, if this is like the path that if someone listening to this, if this is the path that you want to choose and the path that you want to go down, you need to like put every single moment into thinking about like acting, like obsessing about yeah. acting, like studying it, taking classes, updating headshots, going to auditions, like do, asking yourself, like, do I need a better agent? Like, uh, if you don't have one, how do I get one? Like it, it has yep. to be an obsession. And that's it, man. Taking classes is huge. It can't um, even be treated like a regular job. It has to be treated no, like this like psychotic, like thing. And there's more need. to it, right? Like yeah. I, I, obviously with the lockdowns, I hadn't gone to the gym. It's been open, gym's been open like a month now. I still haven't gone because I'm like a little, uh, like people don't wear masks there and they just don't give a shit. And I'm like, I'm not there yet that I'm like over it all. Like it doesn't, you know? And granted, I could work out at home and I just, I'm like kind of lazy. I've gained a little bit of weight. By no means am I fat, but I've gained weight that it's like, hmm. I usually go out for like, you know, the jock, the athletic looking one that I'm like, well, I have an audition now as a baseball player. And they're like, you know, wear some form fitting stuff to see how athletic you are. And I'm like, well, got to suck in my gut a little bit, I guess. And it's like, those are little things that as an actor, it's like, it's more than just going to class or just working on your yeah, audition. Yeah, yeah. You got to maintain your look. Like my hair is getting long. I got to cut it soon. So I look like my headshots. If I want to dye my hair, I got to get new headshots. Like there are, it, it's so much more than there's the, the craft or the artist side of like, I want to, you know, act and be in the moment. But then there's the business side of like, you got to be marketable. You got to maintain a certain image. You know, I get lazy shaving my beard. Like this is considered long for me, quote unquote. I don't really care that much because I can get by with it. 
but like there's times that I got to shave it. Like clean shaven. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I've had auditions. Yeah. Or I, I, I did a short film where I had to go clean shaven and then my headshot has some stubble. So then it's like, I got to tell my agent, Hey, I went clean shaven. Just so you know, if you're going to submit me for anything with a beard, let them know it grows quickly, but I don't have one right now for the audition. Like little things like that, that it's like, why does this matter? If they're shooting something in April, why do you need a beard today in January? Well, that's just because that's what they want. Like just, you know, it's, and they're, they're weird. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's like that, you know, you take classes and then it's like, you get an audition and sometimes your agent's like, Hey, you should get coaching for this. And it's like, well, are the classes not good? No, the classes are for different scenes that you're doing. You need coaching on this specific one. So you could nail this audition. And it's like, okay, here's a hundred dollars just in hopes that maybe I get a call back. No call back. Okay. Just spent a hundred dollars. But again, you know, I got coaching you on that one Netflix that's thing. That's going to be that. That's what set you apart. Yeah, yeah. Right? And it's like, did I get my second Netflix audition because I got coaching for that first one? Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? But I've also read that when you audition for, for anything, you're not auditioning for that part. You're auditioning for the next part. So to bring it back to that Netflix thing is like, I auditioned for the one role and maybe my audition wasn't right for that one, but it was good enough. They brought me back for another role. And it's like, that's how the industry is. It's not you know, you go for a job interview, you don't get a job, that's it. It's like, you go for a job interview. My buddy, JJ, Salt, however you guys might know him, my, my buddy that I, I host with, I, I co-MC with sometimes, DJ is my, one of my best friends. He, I think it was The Expanse he was on. He did not, I think it was The Expanse. I don't know, he's been in a lot of stuff, but he had an audition for it. And then he booked it and they're like, the director told him like, hey, your audition was so great. We actually didn't have, we didn't book you for the role you auditioned for. We actually made another character just because we liked your tape. Oh, wow. <laughs> and and I, I could be wrong. Maybe it wasn't The Expanse, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it was. But it, he was on some set where the director literally said, we added another character just because we liked your tape and we wanted to include you somehow. And it's like, that's the industry that we're in. There's no job that you'll ever find where it's like, hey, we're looking for a marketing associate. You know what? We just created another job just to give you some money because we like you. Like, that doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, but in this industry, it does. Anywhere. And that's the crazy thing is like, yeah, it's all you could literally, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, none of it is real. So, and it's like, they have so much money. They don't know what to do with it. Uh-huh. Like, it's just, yeah. And that's the thing is, is I've asked myself, like, is there something else that I could do? You know, and it's like, at the end of the day, no, I, like, I, you know, I want to make money. I want to support a family. I want to support myself. But ultimately, I'm like, you know, I could get a job, you know, doing business, whatever that is, any kind of business job. But I'm like, would I genuinely be happy wearing a suit and tie every day, even making 100000 The money seems nice, but I'm like, I wouldn't enjoy my day-to-day life. And like, don't get me wrong, this life's very fucking stressful. Like, you know, like <laughs> yeah. I said, I got a couple auditions I got to do after this. Uh, you know, but it has I was moments. working all day. Like, yeah, ups and downs. And there's times where you quit, like you don't get auditions for two weeks and you're like, didn't even worth it like i'm a shit actor and then you get that audition where it's like whoa like this is a life-changing audition you get a call back like there's there's so much to it and there's no there's no like blueprint there's no oh you've gotten this many auditions now it's this like mark ruffalo was talking about how he had i think 300 and something auditions before he got a role other people right out of school like theater school will become like timothy chalamet guy's been a star since he was like 17 or 18 so like, there's no, then you have child actors who grow up. Like, you know, I think, um, Toby Maguire, wasn't he a child actor? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Him and, you know, uh, Leo, like Leo, him and Leo. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like Leo's been in the spotlight since he was like 10. He's in his like forties or fifties now, 30, He's 40 like years of his dominating Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know what I mean? But then you have people like, uh, you know, um, Patrick Stewart, who got Star Trek when he was like 40. And it's like, it's not like he decided to act when he was 39. Like he's probably been doing it his whole life and he just stuck with it and he had ups and downs just, and then and boom. Mr. Clean commercials and then. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's the thing, right? Is, is there's no, and I was talking about this last night. I did like an actor's round table. The thing that makes this industry so interesting is there's no time limit. There's no, you know, a lot of other jobs like, oh, well, he's 60. So how much longer is he going to be around with the company? There's no, none of that. You could literally be 80 and then pursue acting and then have a career as an actor from 80 to the rest Who's of your life. Guy, uh, the guy from Squid Game, the old man in Squid Game. He was yeah. Just, like winning awards and stuff. Came out He's of nowhere. The senior citizen. <laughs> right. So it's like there's, there's actors that have been in this, like in the spotlight for a while that you don't even you like B list that you don't realize, but they've been doing it their whole lives. There's actors that make it early on and then lose everything. There's actors that make it late. Like there is no real blueprint. And there are actors that I look up to Matthew McConaughey, Bradley Cooper, for whatever reason that I have, I, I just, I see myself going a similar path as them given where I'm at currently in my life, I guess I would say. Mm -hmm. So it's important to have, I guess, people that you look up to or, or, or want to emulate their success but there's no real, you know, work your way up the ranks and you'll get here. Like it doesn't exist. You could do it your whole life and never make it. And I think for me, yeah. it's the, I think for me, it's the uncertainty that keeps me going. If someone literally told me my fortune and they're like, you're never going to make it. Like, there's no point. Then maybe I would be like, okay, let me get a career that makes a lot of money. So I can do it on the side for fun. But because there is no certainty, like we're having this conversation right now, as crazy as it sounds, dude, I could find out that I booked something and I could be on a flight to LA next week and yeah. like just gone. Mm, like people looking back on this conversation, they're just like, damn, remember when Jared was not famous and he was friends with Johnny. <laughs> right. Like, like that's literally how it goes. I would yeah, lose, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't lose my friends. I would cut off all my friends. <laughs> I want to be so famous. I get to cut off all my friends. <laughs> uh, that's all I really want. And a blue check mark. That's all I really want. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> a little blue check next to my name. But that's great. it. Matches my wall. Oh, shit. I just want to be famous <laughs> enough that, I don't know, internet connection issues. <laughs> That's it. That's I want to be famous enough that I don't have to live with my parents anymore, man. That's all I want. <laughs> Damn it. That's all I want. Just start a, I just want to be famous enough. Um, leave your dot com down below. <laughs> I was going to say, like, fill, fill in your I just want to be famous enough to blank. Leave that down below. It's like, it's like that wall that people would fill in, like, you know, I just want to play. Yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah, a good yeah. good website. And then you just comment what you want. Maybe you find a mutual match and then you guys, that's how you find your future husband, wife, partner. Who knows? Yeah. Call it famer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the day. Only, only fame. Right? Only Make it only fame. <laughs> Just jack and names left, right, and center. That's fine. You gotta replicate what works, right? Yeah. I'm gonna pull up all of your uh, your socials here, but is there anything else you want to leave the fans with on uh, terms of the word perseverance? Yeah, really. Um... Just take it from me. You never know how close you are. So just keep going. Not to say by any means that I'm, I'm in any position to be like, my life's set. But things have happened that, you know, like one day I'm like, is this really a viable career for me? And then the next day I'm auditioning for major roles, for major networks that I'm like, who am I to get this opportunity? You know, like it's yeah. not like when they audition people, they don't audition 100,000. They, they see maybe 10 people 
15 people. Like it depends on the role, but they don't have time to go through every tape. They're seeing me for whatever reason. So it's like, just stick with it. You know, like I, I thought right out of school, I'd be a star and I'm, I'm far from it, but it's like, I'm still doing it for whatever reason. So if you love it, you stick with it. I think you gotta also like cut yourself some slack too when you're describing for sure. it. Because um, even like the wording you of saying that like, I don't know why they wanna see me, but you know what I mean? Like, no, dude, they wanna see you for a reason. Like there's a reason yeah. why they wanna see you. Like it, well, and that's the thing, it might right? not be apparent to you like right right now. In the moment, like, yeah. In the moment, but there'll be a moment where it'll click and you'll be like, oh, that's what it is, you know? And, and that's another thing, right? It's, it's just your giving, giving yourself the credit. Like yeah, looking yeah. back, man, I did a conservatory program at Humber. It was two years, five days a week, where it's like just nonstop in front of the camera, memorizing, you know, a monologue for one class, a scene for another class, a scene for another class, a dance choreography for another class, all in the same week while working at Starbucks three, four times a week. Like, and I managed it. Mm-hmm. On top of that, I graduated and then I took more acting classes and I still take acting classes. And so it's like, I'm realizing the more you invest, I did a student film for free. I have an audition for another student film where I'm not going to get paid. It's not about the money it's yeah it's just about building a resume meeting people getting in front of the camera updating your demo reel like there's so many things that you could do and yeah that's why they want to see me because i'm not you know just sitting on my ass being like hey i I went to school for two years and i'm consistently putting in the work and it's uh, to be honest one casting director keeps bringing me back because she obviously sees the work that i'm putting in it's one thing to get an audition and then never see them again which has happened to me before I saw these casting directors like four years ago. I bombed the audition. I haven't seen them since. Probably why. Maybe they'll see me again. I don't know. But that's why they're bringing me back. Because I put the work in and they could see that. And it shows in my work. So really, you got to just not only prove to others or yourself, but the universe how badly you want it. And it rewards you based on what you put out there. And I really believe that. I'm not a spiritual guy, really. So I say just look yourself in the mirror and call yourself a genius every day. (laughs) Hey, it's like that meme where you point at the mirror. You got this. <laughs> um, follow Jared Bronstein on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel, Jared Pepper Bronstein. Um, did my, speaking of, did my video come out? I had it scheduled for 6 30. I don't see it there. <laughs> oh, there it is. 44 minutes ago. Play oh, Wordle. okay. There it is. Play yeah. I yeah, I played Wordle. Like Do you play Wordle? Days. I haven't done it in like two days. Oh, man. Yesterday's word was. Kim was telling me the last two have been pretentious. <laughs> Yesterday's word was just stupid, dude. <laughs> All right. Just dumb. Uh, follow uh, Jared on Twitter as well at Bronst7 and uh, Bronst7 as well on Instagram. Dude, thank you so hey. much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me back, man. Second time here. It was I'm fun. Building, Always a pleasure. Uh, I like. I want to have like a few people that I just have continuously back as like recurring guests, so, like Sean, probably Patrick, like yeah, and like guests like that where I just have recurring yeah i think really you got to just set up a, a spaceship looking studio in ottawa and then have do that patrick sean and i come down and just yeah. we'll just drink and then smoke and then in october we'll all pledge to not drink or smoke for the month <laughs> <laughs> just recreate the canadian timeline <laughs> yeah literally literally let's just let's, just, so let's just be let's just be let's just copy the canadian version copy. But be the, the Canadian, Canadian version of them. Yeah. Um, and I'll be Ari because I'm Jewish. There you go. I can make all the jokes about, yes. you know, the things that he says. We're, we're planning the movie right now. If you're listening on Spotify and iTunes, thank you. Don't forget to leave a five-star review and share the episode with your friends. That always helps too. I always appreciate that. Uh, but until next time, everyone, I've been your host, Johnny Rogers. Keep it classy.
Thanks for listening to The Johnny Rogers Show. New episodes air every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.